Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. I got confused for a second. I was like, what? That's your new last name. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Today, we are back with you talking about new metal. This week, we are talking about professional murder music, their self-titled album. We're going to talk all about that. But before we get into that, we got to talk about who's recommending. Who's recommending? Who is? Well, I'll tell you who is. Uh, Ramspangul on Instagram recommends Godhead, 2,000 Years of Human Error. Mm. It's a very dramatic title. I like it. Very dramatic. I like that as well. We will add them to the long list. Thank you. Also, you guys, we haven't had one of these in a little bit. It's a list of new metal songs made by a periodical. In this case, it's Alternative Press who made a list entitled Top 10 New Metal Staples That Still Hold Up Today. Mm. This was written by Joe Smith Englehart. Listed 10 tracks. We'll just run it down real quick. And you can just say, we'll just we'll just read the room on what they think. Hold up, doesn't hold up. Number one, Limp Bizkit, Break Stuff. Holds up. Cold Chamber, Fiend. I'm, I'm cold on Cold Chamber. What do you think? I think it holds up. They played that one when we saw them in concert. I think it holds yeah, up. It holds up. Corn falling away from me. Come on. Holds up. Holds up. Holds up. Holds up. Mud vein dig. Ding. <laughs> that, that means that, that means holds up. <laughs> Deftones head up. That holds up. That holds up definitely. Soulfly jump to fuck up. Yes, it holds up. Yes. Oh, here's a twist. Mushroom head, sun doesn't rise. Mm. I don't know mm. if hold up is even. That might be a hold up. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not so sure about mushroom head myself. Machine head crashing around you. Uh, Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Slipknot, spit it out. Holds up. I think that holds up. And uh, number 10, the surprise on the list for me besides the Mushroom Head, Fear Factory, Edge Crusher. Oh, come on. There we go. There we go. Yes, indeed. Oh, man. If you are a new listener of the show and you have not listened to Fear Factory, our Fear Factory episodes, you got to get in there, especially our obsolete episode. We read the whole script of the album, and it's a blast. That's one of my favorite episodes that we've done. We've also got to talk about a listener sent uh, us a link to a new metal covers album called DNA by Ked Ninja or Kadinja. I don't know how it's pronounced. And the original. Hey, man, you know uh, what? You're not his family. I'm not. Check the DNA. I'm not their family. And I think it was initially sent as a possibility for November, but uh, which we'll talk about in a second. But. This thing really was just a weird, a weird record of this band covering some of our favorite songs, and I did not like it, and <laughs> I wasn't happy about the fact that I did not like it because it felt like they were coming from a real place, but it just felt, uh, it just wasn't good. It felt like uh, they were punching out of their weight class, and uh, it's too bad. 
I just wanted to mention that for a second. But we got to talk about, it's coming up, November. November? We're talking about four bands, four albums that are doing new metal now in the, in the what what is this in the timeline, Matt? What is our current era called? Uh, I believe right now we are in what is referred to as, that was a great party. That was a great party. So we're going to be listening to stuff. You guys have sent us your recommendations. We are officially overwhelmed. We have to dig through and pick just four. But my God, you've sent us so many. And uh, it feels really good. And uh, we will kick all that off in November. Guys, we did a re- uh, an episode all about Reveille Bleed the Sky. And we got some feedback. We sure did. Over on Facebook, Daniel Hedger says, Lauren, Brittany is in France, not Australia. But that's okay. You're not its family. <laughs> there it is. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Mike Overluck said, you know I love you guys, but Flagstaff, Arizona has an average high of 50.5 degrees and 10.7 inches of snow in November. Laughing, crying, smiling face. Yes, indeed. Everybody's getting fact-checked here. It's fine, yeah. Jenny. Jenny, Flagstaff's not your family. <laughs> this, is, this is not a geography or climate <laughs> podcast. Well, we're getting schooled either way. Um, in regards to Reveille, he said this was a week one buy for me. So consequently, this was literally the first time I'd ever heard that reworked Scooter guest song. I heard Jenny say she was betrayed and I was like, oh, come on. Steven Richards from Taproot is fine. Then I heard it and my heart just dropped. If that's the direction <laughs> they were going to head, I'm glad they burned out when they did. Shots fired. Shots Ooh. fired. Oh, my Lord. Boy, Shane Hefley says, I'm floored you guys enjoyed this. And was inducted especially after y'all ripped up laced. Died laughing at the doctor. I've got a severe case of the come and get me hands. <laughs> Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane. Uh, Austin Count says, if anyone is interested, Podcast 99 had a Survivor Story episode with Steve from Reveille where he talks about their experience playing Woodstock 99. Also some good apps on Corn Biscuit, and Kid Rock sets. I have not had a chance to listen to this, but if you are so interested, Podcast 99 is on Spotify. All right. Over on Instagram, Trevor Danger says they were mentioned in the liner notes. They opened for Reveille on their 2008 one night only sold out reunion show. It's about time you get to a null set gangsta bitch Barbie gang. So Trevor Danger, a.k.a. Rob Adams, has been working real hard for us to do a null set episode. And I'm going to give you a little peek behind the curtain. I was considering doing that one pretty soon, but then I did a casual Google search and found that there is an entire full-length documentary about the making of the Null Set record online, professionally made, with juicy behind-the-scenes stuff. And I'm like, I got to make time. We got to make time. If we're going to talk about Null Set, we got to watch this doc. I'll so watch the doc. Time. I love a doc. You love a doc. So we'll do no set, but we got to watch this doc first. So I don't know if that'll be before the end of the year. We got November coming up. We got a lot going on, but we got to do no set. Honestly, I got more excited when I saw that there was a full length documentary about the whole album. Cause now I'm like, this is going to answer. We can say, we might be able to see what's whoever produced the album. What's that guy like in the room? Is he a candle guy? Is he throwing plants like Ross? We got the doc. It's the dream. Last but not least, GoryJ79 says, I knew you guys would love this. You should check out Genuflect, End of the World album. It's basically from the ashes of Reveille as it is It's the singer Drew and a couple of other band members that make up the band. It came out a few years after Bleed the Sky. 
I have added Genuflect to the long list. That is it for who's tweeting. Thank you so much for writing in and saying hello. And keep on doing so on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Send us a email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. The album of the week, Professional Murder Music by Professional Murder Music. Jenny, when did this album come out? This album was released on May 22nd, 2001. That would still be the thick of it. Mm-hmm. Still in the thick of it. Uh, Jenny, any history with professional murder music? Absolutely none. How about you, Lauren? You know, this album cover looked familiar, but other than that, I had no history. But this seemed this seemed not completely foreign to me when it was first recommended to us. Matt? I'm in the same boat with you, Lauren. It It seems familiar. But boy, oh boy, I I don't know without hearing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we've all been spending our lives listening to just regular old amateur-ass murder music, and it's like, let's finally get some professionals in here. Could we step it up? Can we get Can a I suit? hear a pro? Can I get a suit and tie on my murder music, please? I'm not running a dog and pony show over here. I'm running a professional business. Get me some professional murder music. I have a physical copy here. Big thrifted it. Got it from our boys over at JC Discounts, 1973, on eBay for a sweet $3.99. That's how it's done, son. This album cover looks to be an eclipse. Does that seem right? Sure, let's go with eclipse. Inside liner notes, we've got a lot of weird, I don't know, this gives me a real screensaver vibe mixed with old-fashioned naked ladies and diagrams of the inside of a brain, planets, moon cycles. Um, Tons of purple and green. Purple, mm -hmm. green, white, and black. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their email address in here is pmm6 at aol.com. There you go. Yeah, and their website is murdermusic.com. Good for them for getting that one. Jenny, who's in professional murder music? At the time of this recording, professional murder music uh, consisted of Roman Marisak on vocals, guitar, keyboards, and programming. Jeff Shardoff, uh, yep, that's it. Okay, on bass, keyboards, programming. Brian Hara on guitar, and Justin Bennett on drums. Okay, there you have it. Um, also, i got to point this out. This is a strange thing I noticed in the liner notes today. There appears to be some sort of weird creature in the spine of the CD. Did you see this, Jenny? I did not see this. Let me... Uh... Oh, I see. Yes. At first, I thought it was an actual spine, but looking at it now, it looks like the type of thing you might find in the Marianas Trench or something. Just like a creepy spine... I don't know. Maybe it's just a big, weird centipede just made to look weird and purple. Yeah, it's it looks like some sort of thing that it'd be like, oh, it's like a grow your own like trilobite at home or something like mm, that. Yeah. On the back, we do have a shot of the band looking. I don't. I don't know if I, I menacing's the word. I tend to say menacing as like an easy shorthand, and then Jenny, you generally say, ah, I'm not too menaced. What do you think of the how they're posing here? Uh, I think they're dorks. Okay. But I'm not. Um, I'm going to say the word. And cyber. Definitely. <laughs> cyber dorks for sure. 
And got to tell you who I would expect to be producing some cyber dorks. I was surprised to see who this is. You were? I was surprised to see this person producing this album. Hmm. Okay. Well, I guess we should tell you who it is. Yes, indeed. It's Josh Abraham. Whoa. Um. I, yeah, I was surprised to see him because I, I associate him with like, you know, Limp Bizkit and Stained and... um. Well, I guess he is responsible for the third Static X record, which I guess gets into a bit of a... Did that get into a cyber dork situation? Or... Oh, wait. Did Josh do uh, Orgy? Did he do those Orgy records? I take mm-hmm. it back. Then this makes a lot of sense. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. I did notice that there is... That is mixed by Tom Lord Alge, except there is a track... Mixed by Dave Rave Ogilvie. There he is. So my man got in there. And I'm assuming this guy in the center of the photo here, Jenny, is the lead singer, Roman. Because he looks like he's wearing um, a leather skin tight jacket outfit. Or he has like, or just has leather abs. He might. He might be. I don't want to presume that he has fake abs. Well, that's the album artwork and everybody who's involved in the making of it. I guess if that's everything we got, we can uh, dive into this bad boy. All right. That sounds good to me. The first track on the record is called Slow. We do. Um, I don't know how soon it's coming. I think it's. Is it right around here, Jenny? I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jenny, thoughts on slow? Um, 
It definitely felt like it came out in 2001. Um, I thought the riff was kind of cool, but overall it felt a little bit... It wasn't a hot open, I didn't feel. It was, it was like, I liked the riff, it was cool, but it gave me more of that sort of... I don't even know if I'd say industrial... But I mean, there was definitely some of that up top. But I'm a to- if I have no real knowledge of industrial music, so they're giving me some like there. There is some industrial in there, but it's a little bit more akin to like my life with the Thrill Kill Cult. So it's not like your kind of like mainstay industrial old ministry cam fdm like the stuff that you're just like that's industrial metal i know it from a mile away this is a little bit more like my life with the thrill kill cult which had that kind of big success with uh i think sex on wheels um which was part of the cool world soundtrack so we're talking like early 90s stuff Mm. um but even this has a little bit more of that smoothed out sound like it's not electronica that's for sure but it's not an industrial either it's kind of riding the line between the two which doesn't surprise me that they kind of got lumped in with new yeah Mm. yeah i wrote initially that i thought i had an industrial grind but then it gave me a bit of a rob zombie vibe then i got a little bit static x with the vocals but not like not the Static X I love, but like the later era Static X. I was honestly very thrown by the vocal. I did not expect it to be so smooth and, for lack of a better word, normal sounding. Like, I thought it would be weirder because their name is Professional Murder Music. I was expecting to hear a murderer. And I don't oh. know necessarily know what a murderer sounds like, but are you about to tell me that it's the one you least expect? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I was just gonna say they're just being profesh. That, oh, that that you're right. That's it. it yeah, professional murderer wouldn't be. They would clear their throat. They would yeah. They would speak clearly. Yeah, I got a I got a bit of like a Sisters of Mercy vibe on that chorus. I mean, he does a screamy vocal near the later part of the song, but yeah. And and I wrote like you said, Jenny. I wrote it's neither a hot nor cold open. It's an open, but it is. Uh, it's it's not lighting the room on fire. But bands, I do have to give you a note. If you want to open up an album of aggressive songs, your first song being slow <laughs> might be a might need a rethink. Sorry, professional murder music to put you on blast almost twenty years later, but wow. somebody had to say it. All right. All right. Uh, up next, we've got Fall Again.
Matt, Jenny, both of you have the faces of people who are thinking and confused and not sure about what's happening in your ear holes. You want to go, Jenny? Yeah, sure. I just think this sounds... It's given me like an orgy and deadsy light feel. Yep. Mm. So it's not bad. It's just so middle of the road. Like nothing's really happening in these songs, I don't feel like. It sounds good. I knew it would sound good because it's got Josh. So I figured if anything, it would be, it'd have a nice slick sheen to it. I got like with the guitar sound, I kept being reminded and maybe it's just because I've been listening to a lot of them lately, but like, I got like a failure Ken Andrews vibe from a lot mm-hmm. of it. Also, there's like a tremendous amount of chimes going on in the background. Like someone's running into like a wind chime a lot, but it has a very good chorus, but the chorus is so alt rock. It is not new metal or I even think industrial at all. Like it's, that sounds like a radio chorus, 100%. That's what I was going to say that this, this particular track is a lot more up and down alt than it is even close to industrial. Yeah. And actually, sure. It has a synth, but Mm. Bush had since, you know. Like, hey, yeah. And how? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what? I don't think we mentioned Jenny. What are the genre tags on this album? Uh, the genre tags are industrial metal and new metal. Okay, all right. New metal second. Okay, well, on songmeanings.com, there is a comment from commenter Tina Fay Girl. Hard to believe no one's commented on this excellent song. Well, in any case. <laughs> Here's my take on it. The person narrating the song is in a relationship with someone who says there's, quote, nothing, end quote, to their love anymore and feels that it's, quote, wrong, end quote, in some way. The narrator definitely doesn't feel that way. He's drawn into the mystique of his lover, spinning in this world you made for me whenever they're together. There may also be an element of S&M slash vampirism in this song in the line. <laughs> Did you now write is, this comment? Oh, I, you know me. Been under heavy, heavy, heavy song meaning suspicion oh boy. I'm, I'm, yeah. Now as the blood drips from your arm to me, perhaps the narrator is obsessed with this activity, but it's scaring his lover. He's loving it so much and he's desperate for her to, quote, feel this the same way that he does. But then he realizes she doesn't love him anymore and it, quote, it starts to feel so cold and he doesn't know what he needs anymore. In a nutshell, I think this is all about fantasy, imagining, hence the dream again, what your relationship should be, falling away from reality. So, pro tip, how you will know it is not me in songmeanings.com is that I will never use the word lover. <laughs> all right i'll take your word for it but no lover i feel like lover is you know, you know when you do an it's improv a bridge sh- too far you know when you do an improv show and you're like what's a word that you hate and everyone yells moist you know it's just that the word that everyone has i feel like lover is second to moist like it's ugh. have any of you ever used that word sincerely no I don't think so. Unless I wrote bad poetry in junior high school, I'm sure. Lover was in there somewhere. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I've ever used lover sincerely. There you go. Yeah. 
When Taylor yeah. Swift put that album out and called it Lover, I said, of fucking course you did. So, yeah. Wow. Anyway. Don't get those Swifties out. Oh, us. I man. can't handle that. I'm, I'm sorry. All right. But that was a got him. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank it's you. true. True to get him. All right. Up next, Of Unknown Origin. Spooky. Pulling it down unless you tell me someplace to go. No, that's that's fine. Um, Jenny. Oh, one second. Oh, hmm? sorry. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks, guys. I just needed to hear that. <laughs> uh, Jenny, thoughts on of unknown origin? Um, I liked when we got heavy for a second. I thought that was interesting. Um, I thought the vocal treatment on this song was a little bit interesting too. It seems like we've got a series of songs here that are like, why are you telling me that this isn't real? This is real, right? Right? I'm like, ugh, I'm getting squicked out by it. I don't like that. I don't like that thing which is like, no, we're, we are in love. How can you say that we're not? Like, eh. No. Psst. This is what I do to my cat when she does something bad. <laughs> Stop. That's how I feel about the vibe I'm getting from these lyrics. Song itself, you know, it's all right. I don't even know what genre this is. This feels like very much that floating early 2000s. Yeah, because they're... You now you're a stabbing westward fan, right? Oh, or... you you know it, baby. I'm a stabbing boy. That sounds bad. I started to say it and was like, <laughs> okay. oh no, oh boy. Well, that's another oh, boy. another point in your <laughs> commenting on songmeetings.com. Stabbing boy. I have to have to work on that one. Yes, I am a stabbing westward fan, though. Yes. And I've always heard them put into the industrial camp, although I've never really bought that ticket. That they were industrial. They're a little too pop. I mean, they have a lot of beeps and boops, which I think puts them in there, but they don't, they're not nearly as heavy. They're really concerned more with pop song craft than they are with, I think, a lot of the industrial touchstones. They're much closer to Nine Inch Nails than, I don't know, like Skinny Puppy or even Ministry or something like that. Yeah. 
I mean, there's a lot of people who would say that Nine Inch Nails is industrial. I would be one of them. Um, but, I mean, it, The Fragile is a hard album to say is an industrial record, per se. Right, yeah. And once um, again, you know, Trent Reznor, though, still has that eye for, or that ear for songcraft and... Yeah, and, and hooks. And, and hooks, yeah. But, I mean, I, yeah. I asked that because would you say that this is a little bit more akin to stabbing westward because i also hear like machines of loving grace but i also hear a sideways distorted kind of smashing pumpkins vibe at times from these guys um in particular um boy all i'm thinking is zero but um but that's probably more because there's an alt thing that they got going on for them Mm-hmm. I the thing that really struck me was like you have the what Jenny had pointed out like lyrically is this sort of like why isn't this thing working that that I can't decide if it's I wrote in my notes is this vampire music or is this a serial killer song because mm-hmm. if it's vampire music then we've got ourselves a little goth industrial action. But if it's a serial killer song, then that leans more in the direction of, I think, new metal. Um, so the fact that I can't quite decide, yeah, it's it's muddy waters. Because you've got rumbly bass, you've got this creepy vibe, it has a new metal scream, but at the same time, I'm I'm not really sure uh, where where it lands. I'll be honest, like three tracks in, I was very happy to hear the rumble bass. I said, okay, now we're getting a little bit more into that new metal territory, but it doesn't, uh, it doesn't stick around there too much. And I'm already thinking about vampires again. So there you go. All right. Well, let's continue on this journey. The next track is called Does It Dream? If it dreams, we can kill it. <laughs> <laughs> thousand yesterdays that's one point in vampire this felt I mean, like the vampire lestat maybe wow 
and rice much? <laughs> Queen of the... I, I mean, I wrote in my notes, more vampire talk? This gave me big city club vibes. And also, though, I wrote that this is like a less... This one I wrote, a less gritty stabbing westward. I mean, the chorus is decent, but at the same time, it has this like slow build on it. And I want it to be just a little faster, if that makes sense. I wasn't in love with this one. And I feel like this guy is like not a bad singer, but he's not interesting enough. That's the thing that kind of just killed me is that I just wanted him to be weirder, you know, which is, I think is something we talked about a little bit last week with Soil was like, you know, that guy's no Draymond, you know, but it's that, I don't know. It's that thing that you can't, nail down like some people just have it and some people don't you know whatever a, a tone in their voice a grit in their voice a delivery this guy's fine but it's not i'm not blown away and i'm not i'm not hearing the thing that other people heard i guess although was this successful i don't know i, I don't think so okay i know they had a big um going through the liner notes they thank uh fred and DJ Lethal, and they also um, thank all the Fear Factory guys. So clearly they, they had that uh, push. And uh, looking over at their uh, Wikipedia page, their music has been in the film soundtracks of End of Days, Ginger Snaps, Valentine, and Jet Grind Radio for the yeah, sake buddy. of Dreamcast. Also, it was used on MTV's The Real World. And they were on the Tattoo the Earth tour, sharing the stage alongside such acts as Fear Factory, Rammstein, Stained, Cold, and Power Man 5000. Yeah, it seems like the reviews were fine. Um, I read one on Pop Matters, and it was basically like, it's all right. It might help launch them into something, but it's nothing special. And all music was... Three out of five stars. So I think it was like a similar similar take. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's all right. Yeah. All right. Up next, we've got a track called Darker. Annie, what'd you think of Darker? Spooky Halloween music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm getting, I, you know, 
I hadn't really been paying close attention to the lyrics when I was listening, but I'm now seeing your vampire motif. Mm. So. Is it the lyric, I'll make this forever and take you here with me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait a minute. Matt? Professional murder music. Who would be more professional at murdering than vampires good point it's a really good point wait a minute hold on you guys album covers in the clips oh no whoa it was right there in front of us the whole time vampies uh, everywhere and them vamps <laughs> and this one felt like sort of new metal but then the vocal is just very like manson but not Manson. So it just felt like a copy of a copy in that regard. So that's the big thing is that like Manson exists. Mm-hmm. So whenever you hear something that's watered down Manson, you're like, but I can just put on Manson. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What do we got next? Up next, we've got these days, not a Jackson Brown cover. It's interesting that we have so many, you know, vampire vibes on this album, considering that this song lyrically is a word salad, which a vampire would never eat a salad. That's true. No way. Uh, Boy, oh boy. I wrote the lyrics are misguided. I do not like. They're just a a mess of, (laughs) I don't know. For one thing, I mean, this guy talks about looking at people's faces, watching your face, like every single song. And... Um. Yeah, I don't know. Getting the a little, line. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just saying it, got, it was getting repetitive. Like we're just hearing about looking at people's faces a lot. So, what, what was the line you were thinking of, Jenny? The line, "I can't stand your face right here now." 
is begging to just be, I can't stand your face right now. Yeah. That here now, it just felt really, it, for, there was something about it that stood out enough that it was driving me crazy when I was listening to it. I, I honestly, I looked at these lyrics and I was like, you need to send this to somebody with a red pen and they need to go in and they need to get, they need to get liberal with that red pen and really just start making some moves. Um, Cause also it felt like lyrically the way that, you know, vocally the way that it was delivered felt a little like, let's try you yell this part and this part is slow. And it, it, I don't know. It felt very much like, let's see what works but i almost feel like they probably could have based the music doesn't strike me as something that needs such an unusual delivery of the lyrics that he probably could have just gone back and done a rewrite on the lyrics but hey i don't know i was in the studio maybe this was like get it done we gotta get it done sun's coming up maybe sun's coming was, up maybe this was the rewrite possibly you ever seen fun. a student sketch show and you're like whoa and they're like yeah <laughs> You should have seen where it started. You should have seen where it's Andy. Have you ever seen a fucking show I wrote? <laughs> Doesn't get that good. Uh, it's better man. than it was, but that's all. But we're doing the best we can. We're doing the best we can. Mm-hmm. All right. Up next, we've got sleep deprivation. I'm gonna need you to go to 228. 228. Okay, buddy. Here you go. All right, that's it. I uh, I did enjoy the 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 part when he's just like, how the fuck can you walk away? How the fuck can you tell me these things? What the fuck am I supposed to know? I was like, who hasn't been there? Wow. Vampire or not, a, a little relatable. Yeah, they're just like you and me. Yeah, you know, you might be a vampire, but you're also a person. You might be a vampire if. Oh, Jeff Vampworthy. <laughs> Jeff Vampworthy. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> you might be a vampire if you suck. If, if you wake up in the morning and you're covered in O negative, 
You might be a vampire. If you got to put your coffin inside a castle to hide from the sun because you'll die if you stand in its rays, you might you might be a vampire. If you've ever turned down unlimited salad and breadsticks at the Olive Garden because you have a strong aversion to garlic, you might be a vampire. <laughs> if sleeping upside down sounds better than sleeping laying down, you're a vampire. If Elvira is your mom <laughs> and Bella Lugosi is your dad, you, you might be, be a vampire. vampire. <laughs> well, I think we have so much to say about this song. All right. Yeah. I think we're ready for the next one. Oh, fuck. Um, okay. The next one is A Night Like This, right? Yep. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I got lost. got some swaying going on here. Didn't The Cure write this song? They yes. did. I knew it. I love the cure. <laughs> yeah. Well, we obviously have been burned a bit by cure fans. Mm-hmm. Um, these cover doing a cover is very new metal. Very, very new metal. Songmeanings.com. Just going to read them to you. King Nothing says the song is originally by the cure. Gerald says, I love and adore this song, but I heard the original the other day in Uck. I definitely like PMM's version more. Miss Voorhees says, great fucking song. Teen Skater says, I didn't know this was a Cure cover. I'm sure I'll like this version better. Then Kaleo says, oh yes, PMM kicks the Cure's ass. And I was thinking, I hope none of these people have migrated over to any sort of Reddit. (laughs) But not to be... uh, not to be underestimated, mm. even before Reddit was super popular, over on songmeanings.com, Cure fans were ever vigilant. Uh, the big BJ, Dig the BJM says, maybe be a bit more respectful to the band that gave these kids their best track. This is fine, I guess. They tried their best and it sounds respectable. But in truth, it's just a poor man's version of the original. Do not fuck with the cure. Don't, That's right, baby. Don't fuck with the cure, man. They will. They'll come for you. 
They'll come for you. They don't care. <laughs> Their mm-hmm. fans will come for you. They'll come for you. And if you're a vampire, they will flip that coffin lid open and let the sun shine in on your face and turn you into bones. That's true. Oh, wait. No, just dust. They don't even leave bones, right? If you walk into the sunlight and just turn into a pile of dust, you might be a vampire. That's true. All right. Up next is everything in the world. So, Matt, this is goth industrial, right? Would you call this goth industrial? Uh, I mean, light. Light. For sure, light. Like, I'm getting... I'm not getting, like, the... They're not going the IDM route, so they're not going, like, the weird, spazzy, electro-industrial route, and they're not going the industrial metal route. So then that kind of is, like, a weird softball softball pitch down the middle um which some bands had success with i'm thinking of like machines of love and grace um you know but uh, it 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 airs too much on alt and it airs too much on like wanting to be electro or electronic or whatever it's not industrial I just want to know. Just I, I, I don't know. I feel like anything that's like truly interesting about this band has been like I don't know, ironed out and removed because this this late in, I'm just sort of like bored a little bit, and because it just feels sort of bland. There's no risk to this record. No, and it's not that it's bad. I'm not listening to it like this book. It sucks. Like no, it's just um, you know, it's just but not really interesting it's supposed to be professional murder music suit and ties these shoes shine you can see your face in them the soundtrack to the video game hitman is provided by these guys in my head you guys maybe this is it maybe this is hear me out here maybe murder music shouldn't be professional look Anything that becomes a job is going to be a grind. That's true. That's so, right. That's, that's right. True. Yeah. Murder music was a lot more fun. 
when, when we was... were amateur murder music. <laughs> right. Yeah, right? Remember we were just doing murder music just for kicks? You know? Yeah. Just just, just to hang out. But now that if... we're... Now that we're professionals. <laughs> now you're punching a clock for your murder music? Yeah. Ugh. Lame. You got a, got a 401k for that murder music? Yeah. Oh, 401k murder music? <laughs> you listen to the band Macabre. Mm. All their songs... Are about murder, murderers. It's mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> Decidedly yeah. not professional murder music. Mm. But it's always fun. Yeah. So, All yeah. right. All right. Up next, we got a song called Dissolve. So that's a million times more industrial than nearly anything else we've heard on the album. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed the fact that it was a switch up on the beeps and the boops. Give me a bit of a Rob Zombie vibe. There's a cool rock out moment later on where he says, all these fucks talking in circles. I won't stand for this shit. Wow. If you you are meeting in a temple, in a circle, around a pentagram trying to resurrect a demon you might be a vampire yeah i like yeah. the uh the amen breakbeat i like the sounds at the top um yeah this is this is much more in line with industrial it could have gone more into like that prodigy style um electronica that we were kind of getting around the late 90s 2001 uh, it's weathered my friend it's weathered interesting decision to make jenny uh it was probably my favorite song that we've heard so far mm-hmm. easily yeah but, easily yeah, um, yeah it yeah i think you both have said it all i mean we're right around now what are we praga khan is that where we are well, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. Uh, so I would say like uh, Lords of Acid then uh, became Praga Khan. So Praga Khan would have been like something like this. Um, I'll see if I can find some just to give you context. But 
like with the beats and everything along that those lines, it's not going to even be close. I can guarantee it. But let's see. Injected with a poison. That's also how you know it's industrial because there's fucking samples out the hands. <laughs> oh shit! This isn't Pragacon. This is a uh, Messiah. Injected with a poison. Uh oh. This is Uh-oh. fucking rave till dawn. Oh, here we go. If you think this song is great, you might be a vampire. <laughs> If you think this song is great, you remember the vampire. Uh, that's some, yeah, man. That I thought I was at the Blade Rave right then. <laughs> I thought we were about to open up those, uh, those, uh, those blood sprinklers. Get that going. Why do their mouths open like that in Blade? What do you mean? Like the sideways part. Oh, you mean in Blade Two? Yeah. Oh, because they are super genetically modified vampires, I believe is the story. I haven't watched Blade 2 in a little bit, but I believe they're like a different, like modified breed. And that's why they have to, the regular vampires have to work with Blade because they're like, we can't handle these guys. Their mouths open crazy. I've I've never seen any of the Blade movies. Oh. I did catch some of Blade 2, it appears, uh, at a bar. Ah. And I was like, whoa, that is actually <laughs> fucking scary. Oh, yeah. Like, well, th- why is this on in here? Yeah, Guillermo del Toro. like, can yeah. you change it? <laughs> I was like, I, I wasn't going to say it, but thank you, lady. I love the idea of, yeah, those creatures opening their mouths up on something. There's a, there's a vivisection sequence in that movie where they're literally just like ripping guts out of like a creature and commenting on it. So the idea that that was on a screen in a bar is uh, very funny to me. Yeah, but sneakers if, in Ferndale, Michigan. Oh, good on you sneakers. Uh, but yeah, if you have the cheap drinks, stay for the <laughs> vivid disemboweling of a creature. Uh, yeah. But Jenny, if you haven't seen the first blade, I highly recommend it. All right. I highly recommend well, it. It's the season. It's the season for spooky movies. So. Yes. I think we are now on to the song Mixed by Dave Rave. Before we get there, yes. how respectful of our time is this record? Uh, this record comes in at 47 minutes and 22 seconds. Very respectful. Very respectful. Very. Uh, and this next song is called Your World. Yeah, Dave Rave Ogilvy is in this. <laughs> Come on. Oh, 
This is totally a vampire song to the point where I could imagine the vampire Lestat playing this song in concert. I could see that. This is uh this might be my favorite song on the album. It's that Dave Rave touch. Yeah, he did it. Yeah, he's this is what I've been waiting for because this is much more in line. Like it's not too far out. It's weird that it's basically the last track yeah it's a strange uh, placement on the album because yeah i would have really appreciated this sooner also like the guy who did mix it this tom lord alge he has like a pretty heavy pop sensibility and it's funny how you put on dave rave on this one song and it's like it all comes to the forefront like things just get really vampire they get really gothy they get really industrial and it's like and it's immediately better. We like it more than anything else in the album. That it seems like that should be... Like, these guys have, I believe, three albums. I mean, I, I would say this is the direction you want to go in. Not this smoothed out uh, other stuff. Um, so, yeah. Because I think this stuff still plays. Like, when I hear this, I want to hear more of it. Whereas the other stuff is just a little too down the middle... Well, I feel like it's also trying to go for like an audience who like who's the audience who's like sort of wants goth, but also sort of doesn't like I like I feel like that's like an all in situation. Like you just want the full thing, and uh, like it's yeah, because it's that whole goth industrial thing is still a prevalent genre. It's no longer like mainstream, but it still exists and is popular. I was in a record store this weekend, Matt. I sent you the pic of like this whole section that was just goth industrial. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, you know, and which I got to say, uh, I like the fact that you have this entire subgenre and literally every single album cover is like a woman's face covered in like electronics. Like that's just like every single band just like, we love ladies and we love computers. We're putting it together. That's what it's about. There you go. Welcome to my fetish. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got one song left and it's called Painkiller Introduction. Which seems like a weird, weird song title for the last one. But here we go. Yeah, so is this the whole song? Yeah, it's yeah. an it's an yeah, it's but an instrumental. I'm way into this. I like this a lot. It's pretty cool. It reminds me of the music that would play in like when I was playing like Quake in like 1998. Um, Trent but, Reznor did the music. Bro. He did. I know. 
<laughs> that came off meaner than I meant. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. If you know that Trent Reznor did the music for Quake, Quake you, you might, might be a Reznor or Lauren Kozlowski <laughs> or alternatively a vampire <laughs> working on my punchlines. Uh, hey, you got to workshop it in the small rooms before I you go to, to the big ones. Oh, man. So that's it. That's the album. That's professional murder music. Self-titled album. Which now brings us to the part of the show where we talk about... Canon talk. Talk about the canon. Uh, I'll start off. Uh, these guys are barely new metal, and they're also not very interesting. Um, they're too lyrically vague, or they're too derivative. And with a name like this, they should be scary although as we've determined the problem is that they are professional um so they should be they should go to being unprofessional and i don't think it goes in the canon jenny uh fully agreed it sounded good it wasn't like a particularly painful listen i did like once we got to dissolve and your world and even painkiller introduction i liked Mm-hmm. Um, that it was just kind of too late and it wasn't very new metal. Um, yeah. But I'd be curious to see what direction they take after this record. Yeah. Not curious enough to listen. <laughs> but I'm yeah. curious. Yeah, the, the follow-up record came out in 03. It's called Looking Through. It has no Wikipedia page. And then in 2005, they put out their last album called De Profundus. So there you have it. Matt Nas, final thoughts. No. Nope. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would say that, you know, like a lot of people point out and Cold Outen sent me a fucking kick-ass uh, industrial metal that is like recent. And I was like, holy shit. Uh, so when I hear stuff like this, that's really down the middle and kind of not interesting. It makes me want to go back and hear and kind of re-examine my taste in a way. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I never expected Praga Khan to be a uh, messiah, but what can you do? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, I want to listen to my life with the thrill kill cult after hearing this. And I want to listen to machines and loving grace and see how far off I was. Um, but no, it doesn't go into the canon. It's unfortunate that it's not very new metal at all. All right. There you have it. Professional murder music, not in the canon. And that does bring us to the end of our episode thank you so much for listening keep saying hello on facebook and twitter matt nas i'm saying this on the podcast so we do it Uh, we're gonna make a new t-shirt but we need your help to decide which one we should do so we're gonna put up on the page a vote for uh, the two we have two ideas we're gonna put it out there and we're gonna see which one you would be more interested in doing And then once we do that, we'll come up with maybe one or two designs to see which ones you would actually literally buy and uh, kind of come to you and be like, if we made this, would you do it? Uh, Because some people are like, yeah, I love Roach Coach, yet I wouldn't wear the logo out. But if you made something else, I might be interested. Now's the time. We're heading towards the holidays. We want to make something cool. So I'm putting us on blast. All right. Cool. So we'll put that up over on Facebook. So definitely check that out. 
certainly send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Next week is October 30th. That's when the episode goes up. Devil's Night. We got something special. Something maybe a little spooky. A little spooky. A little spooky. I'm scared. Oh, something spooky. So look forward to that. And then November coming up. That's right. Four bands doing new metal in a whole new way. We're going to talk about it. We're very excited to dive into these. So lots to look forward to here on The Coach. Until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt, thank Thank you. you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Say goodbye all night like this If it's the last thing we ever